Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hour number two, taking you right up to noon. Then we'll hand it off to D'Lo and KC, and they will take you right up to four. Talking plenty of Kings, Clippers after the Kings. 119.99 loss at Crypto.Staples last night. It was a tough one. It was. Not the end of the world. Nothing, the sky's not falling. It's not trade everybody, bench somebody. Just you want to see a little more dog in this team. Yeah. I think that's my big takeaway. And can you find that by March, April? Maybe. It's December 13th. Season doesn't start till December 25th. I want to see 48 minutes. And that's what I think like very few times this season have the Kings had to play 48 minutes. Yeah, it's not losing on the back-to-back that, that's bad. It's how it's how you lost. Lethargic they've looked. Yeah, in those games. Well, that and Kyle, even their wins, most of their wins are by way more than than you know. They're they're big wins, and mm. so big wins, big losses. Like there isn't that that closeness. You're not playing a full forty eight of competitive basketball. It's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if that matters come playoff time at all. Mm. All right. ESPN 1320, what's your name? John. Hey, John, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm hanging in there. What do you want to say? Uh, I would, Harrison Barnes, just the amount of minutes he plays, no contribution. I just think the, the uh, coaching staff needs to make a change and just start either Vezinkov or Lyles. Oh, I love that idea. Wow. That's a great call. Is that all? Is that all you wanted? And maybe if I, you know, can do my uh, winning speech. <laughs> are you trying? Wait, are you trying to be caller fourteen? Maybe. May maybe. Hmm. If caller number fourteen is right. what wins, Kyle. Let's, uh, let's. He said maybe. Oh. Are you a uh, are you a gamer at all, John? I sure am. Big John Poles. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So he does want to win. Well, John, I have uh, some good news for you. And our friends at Jiffy Lube have some good news for you because you are our winner today of the PS5, NBA 2K24, an insider's hoodie. All of that now belongs to you, courtesy of our friends over at Jiffy Lube. Congratulations, man. Let's go. Do you already do you have a gaming console already or is this is this new for you? Uh I mean I'm old school. I have a PS4, so this is a major upgrade. Oh wow, this is a big time upgrade for you. Well that's oh, very yeah. cool, man. Uh happy for you. We're gonna put you on hold. I'm gonna grab some information from you and uh we will have our promotion staff reach out and get you hooked up, all right? 
Sweet. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks, John. Amazing. All right. Man, the chatty house coming in strong, man. Yeah. Good for John Poles. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for calling. I got I got a bunch of people calling right now. I feel really bad. I'm not I'm not going to do what I did yesterday. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad when people don't win. I'm just going to hang on. Let me put all these. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put all these people on hold. And I hope they can hear me. If you're on hold right now, we already have a winner today. But the good news is, and if you're listening and you're not on hold, the good news is Jiffy Lube is hooking us up with five of these things. We've given away three. We have one to give away Thursday. We have one to give away Friday. So if you're on hold for the PS5, you can hang up now. You're not going to win today. We're not going to do a sneaky thing where we're like, ah, it's caller 14 and 15. No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. There's no games here. Well, there is a game. There's a PS5 and NBA 2K24, but not today. Thursday and Friday, that is when we will give away the last two PS5s with NBA 2K24 and the exclusive Insiders hoodie. Brought to you by the homies over at Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube Christmas. Brightening the holiday season, they are. They are. Love our friends at Jiffy Lube. I didn't even wear my Santa hat today. I know, but we still give away the PS5. That's true. I love that for us. I think I might have to go with the Santa hat tomorrow. Okay. You want me to wear one? What? Wanna yeah, Santa I want to see you wear one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go Santa hat bros. Every time I'm I still look trying at- to decide if I'm going to go hatless or Santa hat to the holiday party. Oh, see, I don't get to go. Oh, that's right. There's a game. There's a game that night. Oof. Imagine that. That's actually what they plan it around. They're like, how do we make sure James doesn't go? I, I totally. Agree. I was in the planning meeting. I saw. <laughs> you were in the circle of trust. Do I go? Do I go? Do I go Santa hat or no hat? I think you go Santa hat. It's very rare that I go no hat. Oh. Like that's like weddings, funerals. That's it. That's it. And okay. maybe the holiday party for the company. Okay. All right. Well, well I, I won't be. That there, might so. be a game. I'll bring a Santa hat tomorrow, and it'll be a game time decision on whether I wear it into the party. People might go, "Hey, like who's that guy?" Legit. They're like, "Look at." They're like, "Hey, I think that's that? why I'm gonna. I think that's why I'm gonna wear a Santa hat because I don't want to have the conversation. I never see you without a hat on." <laughs> I didn't even recognize you. What you should do is don't wear glasses, wear contacts if you have them. And I then, don't. The, <laughs> these oh, are not prescription. I don't need these. Oh, you don't need them. Don't, They're blue light blocking. Shave because uh, I stare at computers all day. They're blue light. Lenses. No hat, no glasses. Shave your face and see if anyone recognizes you, or if Aaron tries to throw you out. Oh yeah, that's if a great he tries point. to like stomp on you and, and go full like Nate Diaz and like throw you out of here, that'd be crazy. It would be crazy. See, but the You're thing not is, part of our is if group. Aaron, if Aaron two pieces Nate Diaz, I don't even want to know what he's going to do to me, bro. <laughs> if he's kicking a UFC fighter's ass, I don't. I I'm not a UFC fighter, FYI. <laughs> I cry at car commercials. He does. <laughs> uh, our our winner, John, and I gotta I gotta get his info here, but uh, he brought up the idea of removing Harrison Barnes from the starting lineup. And starting either Sasha Vizankov, who we just talked about, can he play consistent minutes? Or maybe, you know, stick Trey Lyles in that spot. James, your thoughts? Uh, You know what? At some point, like, why not? Like, especially, I would say Trey Lyles. Like, why not Trey Lyles? Because Trey Lyles can shoot the three. He can rebound. He can do some of these things that, that you need. Especially, I think, the rebounding number. I think the key to everything is that Keegan Murray has the ability to step over and play the three and start for you at the three. And so you can go that direction. Uh, But in all honesty, like what is Trey going to do that's different? And maybe it's that he's rebounding. Maybe it's that, you know, he gets, uh, he he hits a couple of threes here and there, but he's going to face the same situation that 
Harrison Barnes does. And that is that if you're the fifth option on the in the Kings offense, you might not get that many opportunities. And you're going to have to stand in the corner. I think the one difference is that maybe Trey can get in there and mix it up. I'd also say that as a defender, like Harrison Barnes is more versatile as a defender than Trey Lyles. Harrison can play the three and the four. Um, I, I still don't think you have the replacement on this roster for Harrison Barnes. And we can talk about it all we want, like whether he should lose minutes or whether you should start someone. But if he's still the best option, he's still the best option. And you just hope that he starts to take some sort of step forward and isn't sitting around 10, 11 points a game at the midway point in the season. But so far, that's who he is. And and you need him to be better. And, and you know, hopefully we see a, a path forward to that. So um, clearly, uh, you know, like some uh, Brian Kvet says, you know, you need to clearly need to just start Kessler Edwards. That's not the answer. The that's answer, my answer. The answer, uh, like it probably is, like if you were going to make a, a move, it would probably be to give Trey Lyles an opportunity and to bring Harrison off the bench. And you know what? Harrison might wake right up because off the bench, all of a sudden he gets opportunities mm-hmm. that he just doesn't get with the starting unit. Right. Off the bench, he's what? Second option? He's the second option. Man. Yeah. Second him and... and uh, Honestly, I'm kind of here for this. It, it might be the way that things go, but I don't know. I, I certainly... I mean, again, the Kings are 13 and 9. Like, they, they're four games over 500. So... I don't know. Yeah, you're not, like, again, I, the Kessler-Edward camp, you're not putting a guy out there who is super, super, super limited on no. the offensive end because then that takes away from what the other guys can do. It, it you know, no one's going to defend him behind the arc. Then that's where, you know, again, De'Aaron Fox and, and DeMontis Sabonis start getting double teamed. That's why Davion Mitchell wasn't in the game in a game seven last year. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the whole thing. So I get, I definitely get it, like, the idea of Kessler Edwards is great. The idea of Kessler Edwards is like, hey, Herb Jones. Yeah. Like, lengthy defender. He can switch. He can one through five in some instances. Like, you love the idea. That's not who he but is. practically, no. where are we at? Yeah. Not there yet. I love the Trey, Land, uh, Trey, <laughs> Trey, Trey, <Lance. clears throat> Trey Lyle's idea, though. Yeah. It's not a bad one. All right. Shout out to John Poles. Shout out to Jiffy Lube. For uh, for giving away these PS fives, we we greatly appreciate them and for their for their partnership on the show as well. Uh, we will be giving away a PS five tomorrow, and then mm-hmm. we will do the same on Friday. And we're do the same thing. We're going to announce a time. We're going to lock the phones and uh, open them back up. The phone lines back open though nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. That is the phone number if you want to weigh on and weigh in on the Kings loss to the Clippers. We got to talk baseball though. That was the tease, and then we punted it. Yep. The Giants made a big signing. Is they it did. one of many? We'll talk about that next right here on ESPN thirteen twenty Sacramento Sports Center. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. One of the reasons I love this show, I love our listeners, I love the chatty house, is because every time we say the words bass and ball within like 10 words of each other, the chatty house lights up with like, John Fisher sucks, dude's got to sell the team. Anytime I tweet something about the A's, people are in, in my mentions like, this guy sucks, get him out of here. Well, they're right. I appreciate Kyle. that support. They're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, A's are moving, they're gone, and that's just kind of what it is. Like, it's not official, official, but it's 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 close. The touchdown's been scored. They're confirming. That it's <laughs> not, fourth, not first and goal to one. But 
I'm it's just nice that other fan bases are like, yeah, this sucks. That's all. I agree. That's what I got. No, I agree. And I'd also like it's Christmas time. If you're out there shopping, um, just don't go to the Gap. Go, yeah, don't don't no buy Athleta. Don't buy Old Navy. Don't buy Banana Republic. I got to tell you, just just don't go there. They don't deserve your money. I got to tell you. Yep. As a long time and ardent sailor in the Old Navy, yeah. Not not going has been has affected your boy's wardrobe. Hey, I I feel the same about. <laughs> <laughs> the great republic that is banana. I do. Like if you like, told hey if you told somebody, hey, these are two radio hosts in Sacramento. This is James, this is Kyle. Where do they buy most of their clothes? They would 100% guess Banana Republic and Old Navy. They might say the gap. <laughs> depending. Yeah. They would have us Nailed down for sure. I think so, but I'm done. I'm done. I'm not too, giving man. them any more of my money. I I have plenty of uh, Banana Republic sweaters that I wear over my uh, my long sleeve button up like collared shirts. Not happening anymore. They're not getting any more of my money ever again. And why buy Athleta when you can buy Lulu or Viore? <laughs> like, forget hey, Lulu them. and Viore sponsor sponsor the show. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's right. Shop D-Lo and KC.com right now. There's an Oakland Forever hoodie there. It's like the Oakland A's word mark, like with the circle, and it says Oakland Forever with the FJF mm-hmm. on the inside. If you know, you know. Uh, Shop D-Lo and KC.com for that hoodie. Uh, the Giants made a free agency splash. It's not Shohei, but they did sign Korean outfitter Jung-Hoo Lee for a sick to a six-year 119, 119, 113, 119? Something like that. I think I double-checked it. $119 million deal. Uh, he's played all three outfield spots in the KBO. He was the 2022 KBO MVP. Uh, hit 340 for his career. He's a left-handed batter. I've saw, I saw a scout compare him to Alex Bregman, which would be bananas. Huh. Obviously, Alex Bregman's not an outfielder, but at the plate. That's a strange comparison. I got to be honest. Like, Alex Bregman's a good hitter. Doesn't strike out a lot. A little, little bit of pop. Gets on base. He gets some pop, though. Well, maybe he just plays in a stadium. That... Yeah, so he plays in a tiny right field ballpark. Shout out the Crawford boxes. Yeah, like when you're you're doing research on, um, on Young Ho Lee, you know, first of all, he's like royalty in the KBO, mm. right? His, uh, his father was like a tremendous player. And, you know, he, he's, he's a great hitter at that level. He's a 340 hitter lifetime, but his ground ball rate is higher than any player in major league baseball last year, except for like, um, what's, oh, Tim Anderson. <laughs> like sure. he grounds, you know, he, the ball's on the ground a ton mm-hmm. and sure. Maybe he, that equates to, you know, base hits and everything else, but I don't know. Kind of an interesting signing. I, it's a lot of money. Um, I I would have like again maybe saved a little bit and like chase Matt Chapman really really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's a free agent. You you might have been able to throw 150 200 million at at Matt Chapman, which I'm not sure that he's fully. You know that's probably okay. Matt Chapman stinks. You think so? Let's keep it a stack. God, he's an unbelievable defender. But if you're gonna hit 220. 
Yeah. You got to have you I need 30 jacks. No, that's true. 220 with with 18 homers isn't going to cut it. I don't yeah. care how good your defense is. Yeah. No, I get it. And I'm it. not like a, I'm not a batting average guy. But come on. When you're slashing like 220 and 319, you're getting on base at a clip of 319. Yeah, that's and not you great. don't have a ton. If you you're not hitting for power, I'm out. I don't. I don't. I don't want it. You're out on Matt Chapman. I love watching him play defense. Yeah, me too. But I just. I, I don't. It, that's the kind of signing that the Giants pay the guy. He's 30 as well, by the way. He yeah. turns. He turns 31 early next season. But and you can see that guy, them. You, you can see him doing it though, and being like, "This is a guy." Yeah. I just don't. I can't imagine Farhan's looking at, at Matt Chapman's. Uh, peripheral stats his analytics and stuff and going like yeah that's what we need at the middle of our order yeah he's like a five six hitter although he's although not a three four five i will say and this is something that i was talking about with with joe here at the break joe is, is shadowing me today uh shout out joe shadow joe joe brazil the shadow he he brought up the idea that like he's like man hey jung hoo lee in the in the kbo was a really good defender they played all three outfield positions, didn't make a ton of errors, and he's a good athlete, and that's what the Giants have needed on defense. Like, defensively, they were abysmal last year. You can get a good athlete in center, and then you go center field, right field, where, wherever he's going to wind up playing. I'm guessing they would <coughs> they would pick him up. Bless you. I'm guessing they would pick him up to play center field. If you then add, if you then add Matt Chapman as well, and you're adding some athleticism at the hot corner, now all of a sudden, A, Matt Chapman's not going to bring a ton to your order, but if he's helping you defensively, he's saving a few runs, you can contribute that way. There I'd see the vision, but if you're doing five and a hundred, if you're doing, what it, what was the Young Hoo Lee deal? Six years, 113. If you're doing that for Matt Chapman as well, I don't like it. Okay. I don't love that. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you would have done these two deals before, it would have been easier to go out and get the big bat that you need. Because Maybe. these aren't the big bat that you need. No, I don't. I don't think he's going to be that. Like it's but not. I, it's not a ton of power. But if he can be an athlete on defense and get on base a little bit, that's yeah. But fine. if I'm like Shohei, or if I'm you know like Bryce Harper and you're or Aaron Judge, like my decision to not sign with the Giants is going to be predicated on the fact that I don't know that I can win because you don't have the other pieces. Mm-hmm. So go get the other pieces. So that's that's been the whole thing with with Farhan, right? Like he was gonna he was trying to he was trying to follow the Dodgers model. And that is you develop talent, you have all this homegrown talent that is relatively inexpensive, and then you load up with a couple of big free agents, and you re- you're constantly rebuilding that talent pool, and oh, didn't get a free agent, but hey, you can trade these prospects, and you can land a big name, yep. and you still have all these good players in your system. That's what's unbelievable, is the Dodgers have made all these deals, all these trades, and they still have a top 10 farm system. Or they did, I haven't checked recently. Yeah. But their their farm system is still regarded as as really good, and their player development is still really good. The Giants just haven't gotten there. But if if Marco Luciano and Luis Matos come up and and they start hitting and they start playing really well, and hey, there's your shortstop and your, your center fielder, and you've got uh, Jung Hoo Lee in the in in right field, and hey, all of a sudden now you're cooking. Hmm. Now all of a sudden when that big free agent comes around, they're looking and they're going, hey, I could be the final piece there. Right now you're asking free agents to be a foundational piece, not a final piece. Yeah, and I'm just looking at and all of their their players are like 29, 30, mm. 31. Like there just isn't a ton of pop. There isn't a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like, like look, if you're Shohei, you don't want to go to like the San Francisco, I mean the, the, the Anaheim Angels just up the coast. 
Mm-hmm. That's not what you're looking to do. Right. If you want to win. Percent. You want to win. And, and like if they don't have the other guys mm-hmm. to like fill in the gaps, then what are you doing? Ramsey, Ramsey in the chatty house brings this up. The Giants need pitching. That's right. They need dudes that can get outs. Like Logan Webb is is awesome. Kyle Harrison might be that dude, but what are you doing in the bullpen? What's your three through five look like? That's where I, I kind of give far on the benefit of the doubt, though. I think you can build a pitching staff in a cave with scraps. Shout All right. out Jeff Bridges. All right. Anyways. I'm with yeah. you. I agree with Ramsey on this, too. I don't think Elliot Ramos is that dude. I don't think Elliot Ramos is that dude. Joey Bart's obviously not, not that dude. Nope. But hey, Patrick Bailey can play. So I think they have their long-term answer behind the plate, but they got to find something else, and maybe uh, Jung-Hoo Lee is it. Now, we were going to get to the other thing that that was said. Like the, yeah. Are we going to get to this? Buster Posey said. Buster Posey? Yeah, you want to intro it here, and then we'll talk about it next? Yeah, you want me to read this? Yeah, please. This uh, is this, from, go ahead. This was, uh, yeah, Buster po- uh, Posey told Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic, something I think is noteworthy, something that unfortunately keeps popping up from players and even the players' wives is that there's a bit of an uneasiness with the city itself as far as the state of the city with crime and drugs. Whether that's all completely fair or not, perception is reality. It's a frustrating cycle, I think, and not just with baseball. Baseball is secondary to life and the important things in life, but as far as a free agent pursuit goes, I have seen that it does affect things. The city of San Francisco is the reason they're not landing top tier free agents. Okay. Kyle, is that a possibility? Maybe, but that's on the Giants. That's on Buster Posey. Like you're supposed to be the ambassador here. Like you figure out how to sell the city. And if they're if if somebody walks around San Francisco and they go to the wrong part and they're like, nope, this is what the whole city's like. I hate it here. And so be it. If they don't want to go drive across the bridge and live somewhere in the East Bay. Okay, fine. If they don't want to go up to Redwood City or I think I saw somebody mention Atherton or you don't want to go up to, to the North Bay, fine. Or the South Bay, fine. Then that's on then that's on you. I I've got I've got nothing for you. If that if somebody's coming in with a preconceived notion about the city of San Francisco and they just hate the city based on what they see on the news, based on the little bit of the city they see while they're while they're visiting, okay. I, I don't I don't know what you do about that. Yeah. It feels like an excuse though to me. Well, let's 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 continue diving into this next. Yeah. 916-909-1320 is the phone number. Uh, we got more on this and we've also got to get into the good, bad and ugly from the Kings loss to the Clippers last night. That's James I'm Kyle. We're the insider sponsored by Jiffy Loop here on ESPN 1320. Sacramento Sports Later. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Hey, did you see... What Jung Hoo Lee's nickname is? Uh oh. So you mentioned earlier that uh, he and his father are like royalty in the KBO. Uh huh. His father was known as this is his this was his dad's nickname, Son of the Wind. Oh. Jung Hoo Lee is grandson of the wind. Oh, that's and that is fire. That is. That is so sick. Huh. Uh, maybe I like the signing now. I'm kind of in. I'm kind of in just because of that. I'm glad they did something. At least, okay, hey, here's a here's something to talk about. It's better than, <laughs> hey, Michael Conforto and Mitch Hanniger. I'm waiting for the next A signing. And, of course, his nickname will be Son of a Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like somebody Oh, look at that. We got son of a <laughs> Somebody somebody on uh, on the internet a baseball a baseball account on Twitter. They were like quote tweet with your team's best free agent signing in your in your life. Uh all start Roger Clemens with the Blue Jays in X year or whatever. I'm like Sespinus? Ah. <laughs> Is that Yo, that's is that a true? Free I was born sign? in I was born in 1990. All right, is that a true signing though? Yeah. And and it said no. I'm sorry, it wasn't in your life that you remember. Was my and was the problem? You instantly went to Tony Kemp. <laughs> He's up there. He's up there. Like they signed Coco Crisp at one point. Oh yeah, Coco had some good years. Yeah, Jonas Cespedes is at the top of the list for me though. Okay. He is the alpha and omega of this list. Well, I, I will. I've got nothing. I have nothing else for you. Hey, in the 38 years the Kings have been in Sacramento, it's still Vlade Divac is the best free agent signing they've ever had. And I mean, we might see Malik Monk challenge that, but not if he only plays two years and leaves. Like, How did they acquire Peja? They drafted Peja uh, right between Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant in Dang. the two in the 1996. That's right. NBA draft. That's I think right. uh, Kobe was 13, Peja was 14, and, and Nash was 15. Something like that. Who did, Maybe it's 14, 15, 16. Hmm. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, Vladi. Frank Thomas, that's a good one. Malik Monk is a good one, though. Like, at least Malik Monk is, like, in in that range. Like, it's like, okay, that's a good... He's not in the Tony Kemp tier of player. No. No, Willie Mays Hayes. Frank Thomas is a very good one, though. Frank Thomas had an excellent 06. Yeah, I don't... How did the MVP votes? Yeah, he was really good. Him and Nick Swisher. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, Arubiel Durazo was Stop. that a free agent signing? Stop. That was the, yeah. Billy Butler. Oh no, I forgot about that. Country breakfast, baby. Country breakfast. Oh no, I forgot about Billy Butler. They nice. wasted a lot of money on him. Just like you know, again, Eric Chavez was their own free agent, uh, but they or they extended Chavez and gave him like this six year. $12 million a year deal, whatever it was. That ended up being bad. Man. Oh, Jim Tomei. Oh? Yeah. Ramon Sessions, that one lasted very short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, someone brings up Costa Kufis. Costa Kufis, for Love those Costa. people out there, he is the only player in all the years that I've covered the, the team that has played out the entirety of a free agent signing wow. signed contract uh, more than two years, more than a two-year contract. That's nuts. He signed a four-year contract and played out the entire thing. Like George Hill signed a three-year deal, played um, 40 games. Uh, Zebo he signed a two-year deal, was traded after one. Trevor Ariza didn't make it past the all-star break. Um, uh, Marco Aaron Bellinelli? Uh, no, Aaron Flalo was... That was a two-year deal, and they got out of that. I think they bought out the final year. They had a $2.5 million buyout or something. I remember that signing because it was like, this is the most Kings move of all time. Oh, yeah. This is like, we're going to get this player who was okay on a really good team, and here we go. Oh, yeah. And they thought that he might be an answer. Right. Yeah. He was a really nice guy. Um, Yeah, good player. Had a really good career. Yeah, he also said like- Also still in the league? No. Aaron Aflalo? Oh, no. I was thinking of Alec Burks. It's my oh, bad. Alec Burks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. He was horrible for the Kings in his <laughs> 14 games or whatever. He scored like three points total. Like Dave Yeager begged for a point guard, and they got him Alec Burks, and that didn't work out at all. Stunning. Yeah. That I, that once, one, I once that had- that one didn't uh, work. I wrote that uh, Aaron Aflalo was a sieve on defense, and I actually had media relations. Hey, uh, Yeager wants to talk to you after practice. I'm like, okay. So I walk over. I'm like, oh, what's going on, man? He's like, hey, call my boy a sieve on defense. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I mean, you're watching him, right? You said that with a perfect Dave Yeager inflection too. Yes. Yeah, so, that was really good. So Dave is like, well, that's kind of rough. He's, oh, hang on. He's kind of rough, man. And I'm like, hey, um, are you going to ring the bell? Yeah, you got first You got first name basis with Dave. Come on. So I said, look. You don't know. You do know that he mentioned yesterday at, at practice that he has been absolutely atrocious on defense, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, "He did." I'm like, "Yeah, he did." He goes, "Oh, we're good then." He's like, "I just don't want you out there, like, you know, like if it, like as long as it's under like." We Were need you to be lying though? No, we need to be respectful and like you know, like calling him a sieve. That's a little tough, you know. Maybe he's struggling on defense, and I'm like, "Okay, that's the same thing." It is, it is. But see, that's like when you're on the beat, like you have those conversations with players and coaches. Yeah. Like it's it's part of the job is to have like reasonable banter back and forth where you mm-hmm. can sit there and have conversations. Yeah, yeah. me and Jaeger, me and Jaeger were, uh, like I still text with Dave. Good. Glad. I mean, what, I, is he on years. a bench somewhere? Um, he is a, can, a coaching consultant for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. Which is funny because Luke Walton is also an assistant coach for. The I was going to say, what's the difference between coaching consultant and assistant coach? I because I feel like a consultant is a assistant who assists. 
No, because he doesn't travel with the team. I don't believe. He's a non-traveling assistant coach. Maybe. He's in a sitting coach because he just sits there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. But he's 100% healthy from uh, last time I talked to him. He's 100% healthy after his his cancer issues. And um, so, yeah, he's a different dude. But, you know, again, like I've covered, this is my ninth head coach in 14 seasons. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're around the same age and we have children around the same age. So there was a lot of like communication between he and I, like real life talk. That's great. Yeah. I love that for you and I love that for him. You're there getting another ding. I, I guess. <laughs> Me and Dave, we talk. <sighs> oh. Like I, like most of the head coaches, like it's it's your job to like to build relationships. Mm-hmm. That's that's what, like again, I don't believe in sources as much as I do relationships. Yeah. So you source is what you have to say on the internet to let people know where you're getting the info that you're not making it up. Yes, yes, and like the way that you get good sources is by being honest and upfront and like being a good human and like listening and, and, you know, having showing coaches that you have a basketball IQ and that you can hang and and talk legitimate, you know, it's the same thing with general managers, assistant GMs. Like you can sit there and talk like, like advanced, like CBA with some of the, the assistant GMs, it gets you a lot further, especially if they feel like they can have a conversation with you and really like break things down. Yeah. Yeah. So you just get further by like, like listening. And having those conversations on the side and not asking them in like a media scrum where that person is talking to everybody. Of course. Where they're talking to you in a more comfortable environment. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I like to have a lot more, like even in pregame, Kyle, I don't walk into the locker room. Like I have my phone with me, but very seldom do I pull out my, like, do I switch over and like do like video record or audio record in the locker room hmm. in pregame. And pre-game, I'm part of their culture, and I try to be part of. I have general conversations. I check in with guys. I, you know, again, I like just random. I started having a long you conversation. You're you're soft working. Yeah, it's it's to show like a different side of me. Like, uh, you know, I, I asked Chris Duarte how his knee was doing. He's uh, my knee's doing is doing good. How are you doing? And I was like, oh, that's new. A that's player nice. Asked me back. So next thing you know, we're in a conversation about like him growing up in in the Dominican Republic and having someone come and like scout him and then say, Hey, if you keep getting better, I'll be back next year. And then sure enough, came back the next year. He was like 16. He'd grown. And the guy said, Hey, I want to take you to my camp in Florida and you move with us and like go to school there. And his mom had to say yes. And like, and that's how he gets to the U S. So like you get to have these, like conversations about things that maybe you didn't know about a player. And and that's how I handle myself. Just like with Alex Len, checking in with Alex Len on like a a daily or weekly basis Mm -hmm. about family in Ukraine and how everything's going and how his stress level is like, those are, you're just part of like their culture and part of like what they're doing. So yeah. And then that way, when you do ask them a tough question, they don't feel like you're some rando that that is just trying to flame them in the middle of a press conference. Exactly. Like you actually have a, a relationship with them and they feel like there's some camaraderie and that they can look in the eye and have a real conversation back to you. So Ed, we're going to do good, bad, and ugly from the Kings game last night, but we're going to do that with Kenny Caraway on the handoff. Okay. Uh, Kenny just came in and put his stuff down. I, I want to continue this, this little uh, conversation. Fun midweek conversation 
as we break down the Kings and Clippers game, we will push uh, Niners Cardinals to tomorrow. Oh, that's okay. what we're gonna do. All right. I, to your point about like building relationships with people in person, mm-hmm. I don't because of this job and just my location with this job and then everything else I got going on. I'll get to be at the Niners facility nearly as often as I would like to be. Yeah. So I'm not in press conferences or doing side conversations or sidling up. So I listen to every press conference though. And I listen on the uh, Kyle Shannon does a conference call on Mondays or the days after games. And he just hops on a conference call, answers any lingering questions after people have gotten to rewatch or whatever. He gives injury updates, et cetera. And it's just follow up questions, mostly to the post game presser. Now that you've gotten to see X, what did you think about this play? That kind of thing. <laughs> I had a question I wanted to ask in this last presser, but I was so uncomfortable with like jumping on there and being like, Hey, we've never spoken. Mm. <laughs> I have a question. So I, t- <laughs> I text one of my buddies who's on the beat and I was like, Hey, can you ask this for me? Yeah. And they asked and I got a great answer. All right. So that's how that, that was my workaround because to your point, I think he got, I got a better answer and I wrote about it in Ninerswire.com. Mm-hmm. I think I got a better answer than had I rando that he's never heard from in his life had just been like, Hey, uh, real quick, X, Y, and Z. But because he was familiar with my my friend who's around the team every day, I think he gave a more thoughtful and, and better answer than he would have. Uh, yeah, and I think like when you're there every day, there's first of all you have a totally different responsibility. Yes. Right? So like if I go out here on the radio and I just unleash a torrent on Harrison Barnes, right? And, and like I'm honest about Harrison Barnes. But I think I'm also a little more balanced. Like, I'm not allowed to be swayed one way or the other greatly. When someone has a good game, I can call it out. When someone has a bad game, I can call it out. Right. But I have to walk in the locker room, look somebody in the eye, and they may have heard what I said. They may have read what I wrote. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there is a difficult conversation. And I have to be able to, if I'm going to say something, I have to be able to back it up. And that's why... Like I know years ago I got into it with somebody we're on a a message board somewhere and Mm -hmm. like they said, why do you think your opinion is more valuable than mine? And I said, I don't think my opinion is more valuable than, than yours, Mm -hmm. but my opinion doesn't stop at a keyboard. Right. My opinion walks into a coach's office. My opinion walks into a locker room. My opinion is in, in conversations that your opinion doesn't have privy to. Mm -hmm. And so there's like, there's a difference about what, I'm bringing than what you're bringing and you're allowed to be as a fan, you're allowed to be emotional and crazy and like lose your mind on social media as, as a reporter, I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. Now I can do that about the Oakland A's and I can say that (laughs) John Fisher is trash and the worst owner I've ever seen in my entire life. And for all of you out there, whatever you do this holiday season, don't go to Athleta. Don't go to Banana <laughs> Public. Don't go to uh, Old Navy. Don't go to The Gap. Don't go to anything that supports him because he is an absolute trash owner who is destroying. But I, I'm an A's fan. I don't cover the A's. Right. And I'm allowed to right. not be a media member for that. When you have a King's opinion, you have to go face the people you have opinions about, which means you are standing on business. Standing on business. All right, That's before, right. before we get D'Lo in here for the handoff, uh, 1320, what's your name? David, David, what do you want to say? 
just want to give a quick shout out to you guys. This is you guys all the time. Uh, turned off the Kings game yesterday halfway. Actually ended up watching the Sharks. We got to win. Just wanted to say that. Thank Hell you yeah. Go Sharks. And that concludes our NHL talk for the month. Uh, it's pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty month? Good. That it's might pretty. be it for the year, Kyle. <laughs> no, we'll get... Hey, if they win another one, if they win another one, we're, we're talking Sharks. Uh, Damian Barling of D'Lo and KC fame in the building. Damian, I got to turn your mic on. That's my fault. I turned it off because Kenny was in here setting stuff up. Uh, this was where we were going to do good, bad, and ugly from the Kings game last night. Do you have anything good to pull out of last night's game? Uh, No. I mean, I like the way... Oh, okay. I thought that was it. I did like the way that Keegan played yesterday. Yep. Um, I thought he really busted his ass in a game where it didn't look like a lot of people were busting their ass. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where it ends. Like, I don't think I have anything after that. It's not like an attempt to be ultra negative. I just don't know who to point to and be like, it- oh, I remember them. Like, Keegan was the only one who there was no – it felt like De'Aaron was struggling. He, like, he, he, he couldn't get anything going. Like, Domas – couldn't you know Domas I don't think is a tone setter like Malik's a tone setter De'Aaron's a tone setter and I think Keegan is trying to take on that responsibility of a tone setter it's just like literally no one followed yeah yeah it's not it's not being negative though like we we have our we have our little rundown here and we have good bad and ugly written down and we have two things under good and I was going oh there's got to be more than that and I start racking my brain and I'm trying to think of oh what about was there a stretch of plays or was there a particular... And it's just like, meh. It's not, it never not, happened. Not a lot happening. The only one that I kept watching because they stood out, the only one was Sasha. Mm. And he didn't end up having mm. a, a great performance. I think it was, what, nine points, three rebounds, three assists. One of his assists, though, I thought, man, we haven't seen that. And he set up a young player to hit a shot. And, like, that's what you're waiting for. Like, opportunity knocks in the NBA. And you have got to answer the bell every single time. And if you don't, then it may like it may not come around again. Like, I think that there's a moment right there, right? Well, let's go back to the Houston Rockets game early in the season where they, they look horrible. Keon Ellis steps on the court and changes everything. They mm-hmm. still lose. Mm-hmm. But the way he played, the fire, the intensity, the athleticism, the three-point shooting, the just him playing defense, him fighting through screens, he went out and he stole Davion Mitchell's job. Like, he Wally pipped the dude. Like, straight up, just walked out on the court and was like, I'm the dude. So we get to a game last night. It's just me or Davion Mitchell just have the same exact opportunity and did not seize it. And and that's not to like trash Davion. Uh, I got you. But he had the same opportunity to go out there and steal his job back. We 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 talked about that yesterday. About um, we talked about the like be professional. Like like Davion's doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You're seeing him, you know, react a certain way. You're seeing him do a lot of different things. Uh, be engaged. You're fine. You're going to have an opportunity. And I thought last night, okay. Here you go. Not not, you know, come back from thirty down and no. in your back, but like, hey, you got an opportunity to show something. And it doesn't he he didn't he didn't. No, I mean no one did, but like he really didn't. Mike no. Brown Mike Brown talked about this with Keon Ellis. When Keon Ellis started getting Davion Mitchell's minutes, he said, This is why blowouts are important. People call it garbage time, but this is where you can show that you are going to do the right things to win, that you are going to play hard, and that you are going to help the team regardless and 
that was Davion's opportunity last night. He played 15 minutes. I can remember zero notable Davion Mitchell things. I remember him running into the lane and getting blocked. I, that's sh- that, again like the that's problem a problem. Is- the fact that he didn't, he wasn't even like a a force in the game at any point is a major problem. Yeah, Kyle. And the thing with Davion is, I thought he looked like a player who thought that being impactful was going out and score, score, score. That's what he thought. And what's he finish? O of three. O for three. Oh for three, but that's the problem. Like one for two from the free throw line, though. Hey man, if you came in the game and you walked out with seven assists in fifteen minutes because you you just ran the team and showed that that's who you're going to be, mm-hmm. maybe you get another opportunity. But yep. to go out there and do what he did was like, it, it again. I'm not going to harp on him because it was a bad game, but it's those are opportunities. Kessler Edwards, he walked on the floor. He he did hit some shots. Mm-hmm. He did play some defense, and you're like, okay. I still see it a little bit, yeah. But like these are moments where, and, and the other weird thing, the Kings had sent Colby Jones down that day, and he wasn't eligible for the game. So, uh, like Colby didn't play, Jalen Slauson did. I thought that that was strange as well. That but, explains the loss. Yeah, it does explain the <laughs> loss. I know your guy Colby. It's yeah, unbelievable what they're doing to my guy. Yeah, CJ twenty. Uh, bad from the game for me. I thought they'd regress from three a little bit. Because you're not going to hit 25 threes yeah. every night, but man, you got to have somebody in the chatty house earlier. And I meant to did I did I start so I could yeah scout recyclers said what's the plan B when the threes aren't falling? That's a great question because right now I don't think they have one. So I think this is like you we're starting to notice tendencies in these games, right? Especially mm-hmm. the ones that they're losing repeatedly. Some of these teams are trying to force them into that shot, right? Like if you're not going to work, go ahead. No, no, no. We're going to push you. We saw what you did last night. You going to do that again? Yeah. It's like they're being challenged to do that on a night-to-night basis. And I feel like both times, James, you probably remember this better than I do. I feel like both times L.A. has pushed them into that. The Clippers are like, if you want to beat us with the three, you're going to beat us with the three. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't either time, and it led to, you know, double-digit losses. And it feels like it feels like too many guys when the threes aren't going down and James maybe feel differently, but it feels like there's too many guys in this team right now that when the three's not falling early, they're like, well, I got nothing for you tonight. Yeah. Goodbye. It, it's We're li- done. Yeah. Live by the three, die by the three. On yeah. Monday, they live by the three, and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. On, on Tuesday, peak offense. they didn't have the legs. They died by the three, and it's a fatal flaw to what they're doing. So yeah. I get it. They got to figure out other options. It's a pick and roll, man. Pick and De'Aaron roll. De'Aaron Domas pick and roll. Just do it to stay in a game. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, the, I, I I try to be, you know, it's the second night of a back-to-back is tough, but it was the second night for the Clippers, too. And they're old. You know, and, and like, Kawhi, like, they, they just, Kawhi made it look easy, and there was a, a time with Sacramento where it was like, well, we don't have a Kawhi. We don't have a guy who can take a game over. Well, we do now. We have De'Aaron Fox. Yep. De'Aaron Fox can take a game over, and no one... No one could set the tone yesterday. It just spiraled out of control so quickly that it kind of got to a it got to a point pretty quickly where it was like we're just gonna have to suffer through watching the rest of this. Oh yeah, because it's not like we can turn away. Kyle it's did not, not, not like we can leave. He, wow. he turned away. Yeah, they got wow. they got three minutes of my time in the fourth quarter. Well, I did. <laughs> uh, well, I did flip over at halftime and hit TNT just in time to see uh, uh, Draymond slap. Foreman out there. Hey, do you know what he was doing? Standing on business. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take <laughs> your hotkey bank away from you. He is not. That a is not what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta go. 
Dilo, Casey, what do you guys got coming up? Well, unfortunately, this. This is what we have coming up. We got to deal with this conversation about the Sacramento Kings. We got some overreactions uh, as well. And then uh, James is our lone guest in the 3 o'clock hour. Awesome. Mm. D'Lo and KC coming up next. Thanks, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.